Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, Finn Balor has some words for Johnny Gargano. Asuka has some miss for Dakota Kai. And uh, Cameron Grimes has a kick, a cave-in for Tyler Bate. Happy Halloween because the NXT After Show starts right now. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, how y'all doing out there? Happy Halloween on Hallow's Eve. After Buzz, wrestling sports, we're all celebrating the best holiday of the As year. Here next the we're about costumes. AEW has costumes. My name is Lovito. Thank you so much. Give me your life and take a screen. We have a good old time, y'all. So before we do that, we're going to get all the matches, war games on the horizon. Let's introduce our all-star panel. Oh, I'm the far, far left. The man that's known as Punk Rock, but you can call him the Punk Rock Champion. Give it up for David Christopher. That's right. Today, the champ is here. Well, the what? champ, TK. Yes, you are welcome for being uh, you know, in my presence. <laughs> Straight yes. main eventer. Right? <laughs> Jim 2.0, this is happening right now. <laughs> and on his right, TK is actually coming as TK for this Halloween. Give it up for the co-creator of Women's Wrestling Weekly, Miss TK Trinidad. Just coming as black. All right, yo, I see you every day. We also create an assassin, so now you're not being the Canadian assassin. You can do that too. I mean, look, it, tomorrow is Halloween. Yeah, one. doesn't mean you do anything for it. I mean, I don't understand this dressing up thing. It's you're you're confusing me. You know what? You're out of line. You're out of line. I'm the ref. All right. So <laughs> if there was a Scrooge for Halloween, that would be you, TK. Are you hitting my gavel? Are I you hitting am. my gavel? It's not a Scrooge. I'm just like I don't understand. Like I get I get a text message from Flobo. Are you dressing up? Um, Flobito knows that we did. Well, Emily and I did. Three shows. Fulvio came for the last one at Check Out Amber O'Neill. She was on Women's Wrestling Weekly today. He comes for the, the big shows because, you know, that's Flobito.com. So he came for that. But that's not, you just don't do that for a day. So me thinking about dressing up, I was like, what What? Is, what kind of text message is this? Shout out to TK Trudeau for burying your co-host <laughs> on their NXT after show. It was a fantastic program. Oh, right. hey, you know energy, TK. It's not just all of us. <laughs> if you want to give a props to, if you guys are watching WWE's The Bump, our very own After Buzz TV alum, Evan Mack, showed up with the goat Cena. We saw it here at After Buzz when he went for a national audience. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, John Cena himself actually responded to that and said, meh, that's what a goat would say. If you guys haven't seen it today, episode of The Bump. Check it out for the man, the myth, the legend, John Cena, so and did, Evan Mac being a goat. Does that mean that John Cena liked it or he didn't like it? I was confused. Because he said, man, that's what a goat would say. Right, so I get I, that. I think he thinks it's a good idea. It's a good, it's a good costume. Because Evan looked pretty emotional. He did. I'm just saying. I think, yeah. I think it's a good thing. The fact that he acknowledged him to begin with is pretty rad. So. Well, yeah. they, they showed it to him on a red carpet. So I was just like, okay. But it wasn't like a happy Mia. It was like yeah. a... So was it a Mia like... It was like a double entendre. It was yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah. Eh, whatever. Well, I figure if you're John Cena, someone's like, hey, man, this guy thinks that you're cool with a goat costume. I would react the same way. I'd be like, cool? Like, <laughs> but it's Evan Mack. We love him, though. Shout yeah, out to awesome. Evan Mack, awesome. Heidi Mack, 
Barry Mac, all the Macs. Hey, Bernie you don't Mac. know who Barry Mac is anymore. It's been so long. But um, other Mac, come on back. Bring your dad in them green. For it's real. Dope. You don't have to come back. Just send your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, we'll be taking your calls. 424-354-8302. That's a number to call a little later on the show. First match of the night. Heel. Dark. Eel Shirai against Candice Array. Part 2. Eel Shirai has continued to impress. Candice Array, I thought she was going to win this one, but she doesn't. David Christopher, talk about, thoughts about the match and overall. I, I, I'm with you. I thought, you know, uh, Lorray was going to take it. She's obviously the baby face. I mean, I just like watching her in general. She's nice to watch, so I don't mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, give it up. The champ. Uh, all right about. then. Okay. <laughs> I, I will mean, allow this. <laughs> but I will, say, I will say on, you know, just a competitive note, I, I thought the match was great. Both women, especially taking those chances with those dives outside the ring, high energy from start to finish, just killing it. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a great match. Uh, it was a great match. Um, I I still I, like I said before, Candice Ray comes with years of experience, mm-hmm. but um, I still think they're trying to figure out what her her thing is. And until they figure that out, we can't the 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 NXT universe can't fully appreciate what she can bring to the table. Yeah, I was also to mention that uh, if you know as I've watched or listened to, you can do both. Corey Graves' new podcast after the bell. He had Triple H on there talking about. The relationship between NXT and Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. you know, with the whole triple brand things. Triple H made a good point in saying the first couple of NXTs were takeovers. They wanted these big matches, but now we're kind of getting more into what NXT looks like. To me, it's kind of interesting. They go to Candice LeRae. Big match Candice, it seems to be the glue of the women's division. If, if you were somehow booking the women's division, where would you slot Candice now? Following her loss tonight. Well, it, it seems like they're setting her up to roll back down the hill, mm-hmm. even though she wasn't even able to get back up, get up to the top of the hill, or even close to something. Somebody like, um, you know, I don't even know what they're doing with Bianca right now. So it just seems like I don't, I don't know what they're doing in the writer, writer's room. Well, we're going to have a they need a revamp. <laughs> from, from obviously the looks of it, she's going to be a mid card opener somewhere but she doesn't deserve that i I agree potential i agree i I was talking to amber o'neill about chelsea green like chelsea green is she has everything she has she has the look she can wrestle she can um she can be any gimmick you want she can she has the mic skills but you're like i don't even know what they're doing with her so it's just one of those things where it's it's frustrating to see you have people who are in developmental still Mm -hmm. trying to build those skills or they might never get those mic skills or whatever skills they're they're lacking and they have people who have the full package and WWE's like Mm-hmm. Well, t- well, TK, let <laughs> me ask you, do, do you think it's a matter of her not being over enough or them just not knowing what to do with her? her not them knowing not knowing what to do with her because she can get over if you have the right. You can get over if you have the right gimmick and she has the potential to take that gimmick and make it something, but you need the right gimmick. So if you don't have a gimmick, then it's hard to hard to, hard to get over, especially if they're not familiar with the indie scene. True. True. We're here in the chat. Shout out to Joseph Bozo who says, Candace and Eo rocked and knew this would be a great match. You can tell they wanted to pop with this episode today with the World Series needing the Game 7. Didn't realize that. But that's the thing. Here's a, an angle that was essentially reheated from the end of the, the summer, but right. we didn't mind because the match was was awesome. Right. Um, but Eo Shirai, we'll get to that a little later where that fate's going to be. I thought that you could have the best case scenario for this. Right. Like, final thoughts about the match at all? Uh, well, shout out to Dylan Matthews. For uh, hopping in, he says it's Halloween in Australia. Shout out to him. Yeah, and then also see it's Halloween Chelsea. somewhere. TK. Uh, yeah, see, uh, see? <laughs> she buried herself. This is like the best <laughs> holiday of the year. I don't get it, but it's we'll the best holiday if you're a wrestling fan. It's all <laughs> costumes. It's du- I mean, really. We can discuss it. After. I mean, you're always a heel, we're TK, gonna, but you can actually wear some heel gloves to match. We're not going to uh, dry 
go down that rabbit hole. But however, shout out to Dylan. Dylan, thank you so much for the gifts. I appreciate it. Um, he yes. is constantly giving us gifts every every week. And um, thank you for tuning in because, you know, what, what does Dylan do again? Dylan is an international man of mystery. He loves Vegemite. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't know. We don't know what Dylan does. No, I never asked oh, him. Okay, he's probably doing something <laughs> yeah. dope. He yeah. does it at work. Yeah. To, I know. He has a job. Like... So shout out to Dylan for for. I hope. Well, I mean, if he is cutting it at work, then yeah, please, the please get fired. Hey, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't get fired, but thank you. Just do this one last Hugh Biltil pick. So Finn Balor comes out and he's all angry because he's Finn Balor now, right? Thought it was amazing that his song's the same, but the lights didn't go on. We did the whole like theatrical thing light goes on spotlight finger guns looking very very non-pg this week on wb backstage i'm not sure if you guys are familiar or watching it uh i've, I've tuned in uh finn said something along the lines of smackdown and ross hollywood nxt is broadway you really can't fake the funk thoughts about what the new heel film baller is and how it relates to prince of it you know what finn I agree 100%. I, I mean, you got the big stage, the lights, the smoke, the mirrors. You got Vince. You got all that behind you on the big show. I agree. It's more little raw, gritty NXT. You got to prove yourself. You don't have as much oomph behind you. You know what I mean? So right. I agree with Finn. It's There's less room for error, and you got to actually really bring it. I'm not saying the main roster doesn't bring it. Of course they do. Of course. But I mean, there is a lot more help there. You know, there's, like I said, a lot more smoke and mirrors there. Um, and I agree with Finn. And I like his approach. I like his attitude. I mean, he can back it up with the skill set. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, I think he's going to just bring this division up. Um, so I'm with you. I agree. TK, talks about the fact that they're setting up Finn Balor to take on John Gargano. I'm pretty sure Finn Balor has to go over here. And he says in this yeah, promo yeah. that he'll take Johnny Wrestling and make him Johnny Watches Wrestling. Thoughts about the actual program. Are we still on board with Johnny Gargano? Now he has an opponent in Finn Balor. Or are we still going Johnny Vanilla? Uh, well, first, <laughs> shout out to Zeno Hour because he says we haven't shouted shout him out. So shout out to Zeno Hour. You know, um, but... I think this is going to breathe new life for Johnny Gargano because we were he was pretty stale. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely him and Finn is gonna, that's that's going to do something. But again, um, Johnny Gargano's had so many chances and there and he has reached the mountaintop. Yeah. The the thing now is um, and maybe I should maybe I, I will go and listen to that podcast. The thing now is is the goal the same meaning that NXT not is not necessarily developmental per se but is the goal to move from NXT to Raw or SmackDown or are they all on the same level and they're interchangeable like is that is if that's the goal yeah. then it's going to make sense, and that brand for Johnny, which is NXT, makes sense for him to stay there. Right. It's it's not addressed in, in story, but again, going by the Triple H interview on Corey Gray's podcast, he's saying that the days of it being a line is pretty much done. It's pretty flat. Okay. You really can't like take people like they used to because it, it takes time to like move storylines with them. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, who knows? It could be what all mean, corporate. Yeah, like move them from Raw to SmackDown? So, so the example that Triple H used on the podcast was like uh, Vince called Triple H one day and was like, I want your women's division. And he basically took the four horsewomen from NXT mm -hmm. to, to up to the main roster and Triple H had to plead to have Asuka stay behind to build that whole division around them. He's right. saying, now with NXT on two hours, that's kind of can't happen anymore because right. of the moving parts. Now, I'm not sure if it's all talk. That hasn't, had, that hasn't or... happened in, in a minute. And then even the people that left NXT... Um, a la, la EC3 and stuff like that. Yeah. Or even, you know, Ricochet is having a, a, a decent run. Ricochet's killing it, man. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like a lot of people, they, they move to the main roster and we haven't seen them again. Sure. They're in the, the purgatory. Black but it, it does, it does <laughs> pose a good BMP. question. And then, But I mean, too, as you see, you still... Which I think a good way around it, as we're seeing, like with the Kabuki Warriors today, you know, Finn coming back. I mean, so bringing those stars down and kind of 
trade them in and out, I mean, that's almost a win-win without having to necessarily bring them all up. Right. Or, like you said, lose your talent. Yeah, true. Um, and there's also like NXT UK and all like the rumored territories too, also in the mix as far as like, you can be a talent in a WWE system and not be stale in a place. You can find her to move and have new opponents. But, but that's that. the thing I think uh, with in that particular case, now because NXT is on TV, it, it should be easier for them to move into other like to SmackDown or Raw if they're all linear, mm-hmm. right? So you bring NXT UK into the NXT universe, okay? Right. So and now they're all on TV platforms. So you can move somebody like a Candice LeRae and have her show up on SmackDown, and, or a, a Candice and Bailey are really good friends. You can move and and you know create that storyline and then weave it throughout. But the the problem is storyline. And the part, the problem is actually creating that that narrative. And sometimes with some wrestlers, um, WWE doesn't doesn't you know do the long game with some wrestlers. Some wrestlers they do do the long game and it makes sense. Other wrestlers are just like mm, we don't. That's true. Shout out to the chat. Charlene uh, asked, "Is Punk Rock Christopher dressed as Finn Balor?" I was like, "Yeah, I can see that." <laughs> you know, I thought about that. I did. I did. So I mean, yeah, I'll go for it. Yes. So wait. Yes. So Flobo <laughs> requested us to dress up. I asked. I didn't say you have to be. And a humbug, and TK. And yeah. Am I a humbug? Yes, you are a humbug. Absolutely <laughs> wait, a humbug. Because you laughed at me in the chat. And, and you I, said, why would I do that? That's and, stupid. Am I really a humbug? Whereas you dressed up like yourself and you just brought a belt? Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, hey, but, he, but hey, but I made some it. effort, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, and the chat somehow trying to figure out what Dylan Matthew does for a living. Thanks a lot, TK. Hospital <laughs> industry is kind of vague, but that's... <laughs> Saving people's lives after he creates our gifts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, can you get a little help here? No, I gotta do this first. Uh, moving on, Shane Thorne against Bronson Reed. Now, this is a match that surprised the heck out of me because the last couple of times we saw Bronson Reed, the former Jonah Rock, he was on the losing end of things, and it seemed like Shane Thorne is having having NXT built around him, being the guy to take out this new talent. But Bronson Reed wins his match. What a disgrace! Disgusting splash. Like, he killed him. He killed him. But the crowd seems to be into him. Thoughts about Bronson's read and his upside uh, and how he could be a future player in NXT brand. I I just want to say they felt that splash on the other side of the world. Oh, yeah. That was gnarly. (laughs) I mean, first off, that giant push off the top was already just, that's going to hurt. And then having this, how how much does he weigh again? Just coming down. He's like a giant lima bean. He's just big. That's not fun. Um, No, I mean, I thought, again, especially a guy his size, the, the athleticism, I mean, the match, you know, brutes, just big strength. It was it was fun to watch. I will say that. And you know, this one thing I want to say as as we're going forward too is, I feel these matches are getting a lot more exciting. Yeah, they're they're finding that groove to where they're keeping that momentum. It's consistent, and it's just I personally believe just everything is starting to just be a little more exciting now. Oh, absolutely. Know? So, TK, question for you: We're seeing this now with the trend away from big guys who are just booked because they're big, right? right. Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Bronson Reed, he's a, these are massive dudes, but they can go. Right. Uh, do you think there's a place for that now in the way that most wrestlers now seem to be going smaller for big guys to have a place on the card? Or is that still kind of like a bygone era we're trying to remix like a Bruno Mars album? <laughs> 24 karat. Ah, ah, 24 karat. Well, then, um, <laughs> so, no, I, I, I think with the... Uh, Keith Lee's another one. Like I, I see. I can't remember if you were for him or against him. But I like him. Hate his music. You, you hate his music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see. He makes sense because he could appeal to different people in the WWE universe. He can. Uh, he's like big and cuddly, so women feel safe around him. He's a friendly guy, so dudes are like, oh, he's cool, and he's he he looks nice 
And he also has the size where he's almost superhero-like to kids. Right. So he's markable on all levels, and I think he has the personality as well. The problem, again, I feel like this is a drinking game every time I say storyline. <laughs> um, the problem is that, you know, we've brought him um, two different storylines within the last, where are we, in October now, since mm-hmm. it's 10 months, within the last 10 months. Yeah. And it's like... He you, he gets a little bit of push and then he disappears. Right, and it's like if we if they consistently had booked him for this whole time, he would be more of a prominent figure in, in NXT uh-huh. than he is now. So that's the that's the problem. You're, you're taking again. You're taking these people who they have legitimate experience. They can go. All they need, really need is that storyline for people to hook their teeth on. So, okay, storylines aside, though, do you think there's still a place for yeah. a Bronson Reed or for a Keith Lee? Or is that just kind of like, a, we're just doing that because, you know... It's no, there's, now is the time is where diversity is, is king now. Right. So, yes, there's a place for big guys. There's a place for small guys. There's a place for big girls, small girls. There's a place for everybody right. because diverse, now, now you can see the big guy or the big kid could see themselves in a Keith Lee. The small girl can, and vice versa. So yeah. now diversity is, is key. The problem is we also need diversity in 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 the, the writers' room. Well, sorry, yeah, no, I was just gonna say. I, I mean, I agree with you, TK. I think especially. I mean, this this is a, a sport or entertainment um, that was built on the big guy, right? You know, you right. talk about these brutes. Right. So mm-hmm. I think regardless, there's always gonna be a place for that, even with the new guys, even guys you know that are the two of fives that are you know mm-hmm. just uh, cruiserweight. I think that that's an added element. I think it's that time, as you see, just the evolution of the athlete in general, the high flying, calisthenics, all that stuff. Yes, that's that's great. But you're always going to want, and we always say this, but the David Goliath. That story mm-hmm. never gets old. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, the Rocky, the underdog. That's always an option. And again, it comes down to, again, the booking, and it comes down to the charisma and the right character. Uh, as we've seen, you know, Brown had a great, when they pushed him, it was great. Everybody's buying into it. Eh, who knows now? Well, here's a, here's my concern. Well, this is why I said this all. Brown, they just completely buried. He's right. Never, he's but never. He's going to Saudi but yeah, because yeah. uh, the former NXT panelist and then current AEW host Jack Farmer and I will talk about this, and we'll say, <laughs> we talk about oh whatever. To uh, Jack, uh, I just I just want to say at least from the last time I checked, I could be wrong right now. Uh, not that there's any competition at our after buzz shows, but I think we got better views this week. <laughs> I just want to oh say, oh my gosh, what's uh, my war? I like you now. Yeah, so, Am uh, I the only person putting people over today? <laughs> what is going on? Bring the heat. But, hey, Jack, you know I love you, man. Nothing personal. I but. mean, I, it's personal. <laughs> the, the question <laughs> I had before we got to the whole Wednesday Night War thing was with the Funka sourcing of bigger guys. Having someone who like Tyrus who looked like somebody was was huge and menacing, mm-hmm. and then he's out there dancing with, with Cameron and Naomi. You know, Funka, it's on our roll. Is that something that we have to worry about with people of certain size with this kind of new entertainment? Or is I just... Well, I mean, they don't have to stay in this. And then, like I said, this is a good thing. Like, every big guy doesn't have to be menacing. Sure. Uh, the big guy could be a Keith Lee where, yes, he's menacing to a few. that The key people or the people that are in front of him who are going to get, you know, their ass handed to him. Right. But everybody else he's safe and that's possible that's real world stuff so yes you can have you know the one guy who's who's completely menacing but even with with um braun Strowman, when his tag team partner was that kid nicholas, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nicholas wasn't afraid yeah. like he, he he wasn't afraid of braun Strowman to the point where he didn't want to you know be standing beside him yeah so it's he just like he had school the next day well yes yeah. yes I, I like i really like that storyline too by the way so it's just kind of like you know yeah. and, and braun tag you know what i'm saying it's yeah. just, it was believable it was endearing if we thought braun was a complete like you know menacing then that storyline wouldn't have worked right and, and to your point TK we've seen in the past when you have 
well, take Mark Henry, for instance. He was a menacing guy in the beginning, mm-hmm. then he went to sexual chocolate. Oh, right? yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, Rikishi, which he's doing his dance, his funk, he's fun, you know, but he's a big monster as well. Sure. So, I mean, it just depends on the charisma and the boogie. All good points yeah. all around. But before we move on, David Christopher, can you tell the world how they listen to this AfterBuzz show and other AfterBuzz shows? Yes. Yeah, so please, wherever you, you like to get your podcast, wherever you tune in, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, make sure that you give us those thumbs up, give us those likes. Make sure you leave us some comments because we like to talk to you guys. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know how we're doing. We want to know if we should keep TK around or not. Uh, <laughs> the audacity of the fact that David thought give he could make that sentence was hilarious. <laughs> hey, keep tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, all jokes, all Will jokes. Will be back next uh, week, David? Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Is everyone? But, oh, my gosh. But, <laughs> but, yes, guys, well, thank you so much. Obviously, we can't do this without you guys. We love doing it. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, just show us some love. Give us likes, comments, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, you right Thank you. Speaking of people beating up that. everybody, uh, let's talk about the next match here. The women's <laughs> tag team titles were on the line. Uh, this is what the Boston Hug Connection wanted to do, but Asuka and Kyrie Sane brought the belts to NXT to take on Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Team kick. Mm. Fantastic match. Kind of long. Didn't like it. Didn't, didn't hate it, but it was kind of long mm. uh, with, with Kyrie Sane and Asuka going over. But what happened afterwards was the entire women's locker room emptying out with William Regal being so flustered saying, War games. David Christopher, walk me through this. Thoughts about the match, thoughts about the aftermath and all that. First off, uh, I, you know, I don't know if I like the action more in the match or after the match for right. that crazy chaos. Uh, mm-hmm. This pretty much went the way I thought it would, it would be. It's, you know, you got the Kabuki Warriors coming down, the veterans are going to come down. I mean, if anybody thought they're going to be dropping the titles and you're lying to yourself, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Come on, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Two, uh, you know, the match went, it was very dominated, I think, uh, early on by the Kabuki Warriors. You know, they, they took control as expected. Later on, you got that story again where, you know, the the big battle, they're getting beat up. Then they, they make their stride back, rally back. You yeah. see, you know, Knox uh, and uh, Kai coming back. That whole thing's great. Um, it got very, very, very fun to watch towards the end, I believe. I, I think for me, I guess personally, because I felt like it was going to kind of be more dominant to the Kabuki Warriors, I wasn't that thrilled by it right. until we saw later on, you know, striking back, of course. Um the ending was obviously we knew that was going to happen. It was fun, uh, but again, I think the overall craziness that didn't, that um, happened at the end of the match that's what obviously took my attention. And I think the crowd knew that was coming too when they were yelling "war games, war games." You yeah. know what I mean? So I think it was something that uh, we needed for that, and it was kind of predictable. Before we get to the war games, I want to ask you, TK, as a resident women's wrestling expert, you have Team Kick, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week. Three knee braces between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie Nasco saying work the leg. Are you worried as much as I am that anyone they're going to have a match with will call that into story, the storytelling of the matches? Always going for the leg or always trying to work the leg to wear them down? Or is that something I'm just like being too nitty gritty about? Probably. Okay. Because I mean, in MMA, that's what they do. Sure. Like, you know, they, if somebody's coming back from an injury, injury, that's the first thing that they're going to go for. So um, it, it makes sense. It doesn't, it's visually, them having the knee braces, not so much, but. You know, with this protection and obviously beyond um, the entertainment part, it's keeping your person, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that works. Um, I think in countering to what Triple H said on that podcast, if the Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors drop the belt, mm-hmm. now you can have Team Kick go to different brands and, cha- and you know, take challengers on. Sure. So now this is how you have the brand crossing. I do like the ending, how they did that, the first female war games, because we need that. Sure. Yes. But that would have been another angle of um, maybe not... Well, yeah, both of them, as as far as uh, character development, they're there. Right. 
Right. So even showing up on on SmackDown, which SmackDown does need ratings, um, showing up on SmackDown and charged and challenging somebody, or even bringing the match to SmackDown. Right. Meaning that you know, um, Kabuki Warriors win the belt back again. Even though I'm not a fan of you know back and forth, but once That's in a fair. while is not too bad. Them winning it back again, like oh you, it was really lucky. That would have worked because now people are wondering, well, who are these two girls? How they managed to win the belt? And now I feel like I, the need to check into NXT or at least DVR it and watch it once in a while. Right. Do you, do you think it holds more value having the Kabuki Warriors come down to NXT and have that feud happen or having Kai and Knox go up to, say, SmackDown I think or they Raw? Done, they should do both. This shouldn't be, no, this shouldn't be a one-off. Yeah. They should, either we see, that we see them again on the main roster and you do the match again, but now it doesn't really make any sense because it's like, oh, well, we already beat you. Right. So right. unless they do a best two out of three. Right. And that, that works too. But we should definitely see the crossover of selective individuals from NXT um, into into Raw and SmackDown, even though we've already had you know the draft. I mean, come on, that's only. Gonna I, I personally so am a fan of having the champions get the, the hall pass to go to all brands and just the champions. But yeah. right. it's, it's not it's a bad thing. Right. Well, I think too now we finally declared who's the heel and who's the face. Where as we saw Bianca's obviously a heel, and now we know Ripley's a face. Right. So, so here's what I have. <laughs> so I had Rhea be showing up. Io Shirai beating on Ripley. Bianca Belair beats up on Ripley. Candice Arabian for Shirai. Absolute bedlam. In the ring, we had Team Kick, Candice Array, and Rhea Ripley, and outside was Shayna Baszler, uh, the rest of the Horsewomen, Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai. That's four against five. Uh, William Regal said, War Games. Not the, the rosters have been finalized, but it's just been announced during the show by um, Kathy Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy, yeah, Kathy Kelly, that it was going to be uh, Team Ripley versus Team Baszler. So I'm not sure it's going to be four or four or five on five. Yeah, or... What about NXT UK? As far as the war games? Yeah, why are we adding them? I mean, technically Ripley is on loan. She is technically on loan from the UK. I don't think she's going to go back. If they they separate, if they maintain the separation of the two brands, I don't think she's going to go back. Okay. Ripley's time is coming. I'm I'm saying it now. Her time's coming. She's going to take the belt pretty soon. It's going to happen. Fair enough. But speaking of NXT UK, moving on, we had the inaugural United Kingdom champion Tyler Bate. Uh, taking on Cameron Grimes. Now, Tyler Bate, I like the guy. He's only 22 years old. Tremendous upside. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but that match against Walter this year at Cardiff Takeover was the best I've seen all year. Um, the crowd instantly seemed to be into him. So I know on this show we talked about, well, are people watching NXT Classic and NXT UK? Right. Tyler Bate looks like he's the kind of guy who could be a crossover talent. Is he more of a gateway to British Strong Style Wrestling than Pete Dunne? Uh, well, you have to remember, too, the NXT universe, they're a little bit more versed on, um, I, I want to call it their appreciation. Maybe Finn Balor was, was right, because it's like it takes a certain individual to really appreciate Broadway. Mm-hmm. People who watch yeah. TV and movies, you know, you have people who watch Broadway as well, but it's like it takes a certain person to actually, like, appreciate it and actively go. So it, it feels like the NXT universe, they can appreciate British strong, strong Style because they can appreciate wrestling on a, on a whole. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I I agree with that, TK. I think if you're watching NXT in general, you're just a real wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. You know? Wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. <laughs> little wrestling. wrestling. Um, but, I mean, and I just want to say, uh, I love the clash of styles here and, and Bates, you know, his crazy athleticism it's high flying you know and Grimes too that that backflip into that suplex was insane Grimes is growing me for sure that was He's awesome totally yeah. sure. I would not expect that from a guy like that right yeah. so I mean that match is awesome uh, Cameron Graham gets the dub because Killian Dane well they didn't get involved but he kind of stared down Tyler and right. he was like in his head and whatever um, yeah Killian Dane he's the kind of guy that's been knocking around for a while looks like he's gonna have his program with Tyler Bate 
Are we now on board with Killian, or are we still not sold on the guy? I'm still not sold on the guy. I'm just, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. We, we knew that was going to happen with Dunn, right? We're sitting here, we're like, okay, so when's Sounds this going like, to unfold? Yeah. yeah, like he just broke his fingers and that was <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so I mean, we're waiting for that. We knew that was going to happen. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not sold yet, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. again, again, drinking game, storyline. Um, with a lot of these people, they're going to present them to us. So we, we, we had a discussion. I had a discussion with, with Amber. We talked for like over two hours off the show. So shout out. Make sure you check out the episode. Um, Put yourself over. I know, right? <laughs> um, but the, 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 the thing is, you know, you have a lot of people in the locker room. And, you, you know, the rumor is WWE is holding a lot of people in the locker room, you know, and they're staying home doing whatever they're doing. But the ones that they bring forth, you need to put something behind them. Like, there's only a few people that you can throw into a match and they need no storyline and they tell the story in the ring. Sure. That's a whole, that's an upper echelon of res- of wrestling that few wrestlers currently at WWE can actually have. Right. Right? So you need the back of the, uh, you need the, the, the backing of the storyline for the universe to get behind you. With him, it just seems like, oh, we're gonna, they're doing the same thing that they're doing with Keith Lee. Oh, here you go. I, I agree with you. I, I know we're short for time, but here's a counterpoint though. A lot of times when a wrestler gets or a superstar, whatever, gets a lot of storyline, and we don't feel they have the talent, we say, they've been shoved down our throats. I mean, isn't that the, also, the other danger of that, of giving someone a good storyline? even an example, like Roman Reigns? You, I, well, oh, man. I think that was a horrible, horrible push for Reigns. It's way too soon. The first but, one, yeah. yeah they, sure. I mean, but the, I digress. But, uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I missed an example. I mean, I, I didn't mind Roman Reigns, but when he was pushed, he was the guy. There was a lot of people who say, look, man, I don't get why he gets a storyline this I time. I was that guy. But, like, we why? Just, but we discussed the reason. With Roman, Roman Reigns in particular is, is, is a little bit different than a lot of folks. We discussed the reason why Roman Reigns just didn't get over with some folks yeah you know you had dudes who didn't like him because he was handsome and girls who like you know wanted to f him it was just kind of it was just a mixed I, bag of things. I, I i always come down to charisma i just right. think the natural charisma that's a huge factor in getting your, yourself over regardless of your character i mean if you can't christmas first and talents up there but that's yeah. the thing he has and the, the, if you watch the um the the promos that he did with the rock for the movie that they're in yeah he has it's, it's one of those things where you're like you see some people as wrestlers and they lack charisma and it makes sense why why they're terrible on the mic? Makes it you terrible. But then you see, then you see Roman Reigns um, with The Rock, and you see how they they banter back and forth. I'm like, why aren't we getting this version of Roman Reigns? Well, <laughs> ho- hold hold on one second. Let me stop you right there, TK, because I feel some Roman Reigns hate. Well, well one, hold on. You're right. talking about one of the greatest of all time. You're talking about The Rock, right? The great yeah. one, TK. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he can bring he can bring a lot of anybody. You know what I mean? On top of the fact that you're talking how many years fast forward now from when they've been trying to push Roman Reigns to that he's had time to build up to learn to get better to, you know, actually improve his skills. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's right. That's right. But think of The Rock. Natural charisma. That guy just kills it on the mic everywhere he goes. He was a good-looking guy. Guys maybe hated on him. Or, yeah, okay. But, I mean, so I don't think, it, for, at least personally for me, it wasn't that. It was just having that and they, uh, even, I always go back to HBK. You, they can just sell, right? They can right. sell. They're good at what they do naturally. For me, personally, I don't see that Roman. He's never had but it. That's, but that's the thing. When I'm talking about when him and The, the Rock were, this was the, the, them just talking. So some people, like like The Rock, they can, and even uh, Chelsea Green is a good example of that. You can give them whatever character and they're going to make it I think work. it's a bad example. I think Roman is a bad example for yeah. this. Let's say when they when they pushed Zack Ryder to be the internet champion. I was a huge Zack Ryder fan, but there's right. people watching at home being like, who's this clown <laughs> 
getting a U.S. title match, right? That's what I'm saying. Storyline versus charisma. I, mean, I love the Zach train, man. Yeah, I'm the Zach train. <laughs> get zacked. Uh, but moving on to my now my favorite part of the show is now time for TK's Boudoir. Oh, is brought to you by Center In Skincare and Candles. If you need any candles or cocoa butter or any okay. body scrubs, okay. you can go on the website centerin.com, put in the uh, put in the code AfterBuzz TV, and you get a nice little discount. Thank I you wouldn't guys. do it, but you can. Well, Christmas you know, is right around the corner. Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> is a hater. But thank you, everybody for uh, ordering that cocoa butter. I appreciate it. We are seeing the orders. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. However, the boudoir is going to a uh, tag team duo, or they, you know, formally, they formed it today, so I don't know if they're going to keep it. But I am believing it. Um, uh, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. I like the... I didn't necessarily like the Baby Blue on just Keith Lee, but the combination of Baby Blue on both of them I'm feeling. They're definitely corny backstage. Yeah. They're like, yo, you were in that? I'm in this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm for that. And I'm and I'm for them getting a proper, both either together or separately, getting a proper push. Because it's deserving. That would More be... Keith Lee than, than Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle still has time to, to grow, but Keith Lee, I feel like he's just it's just that one element. Hmm. That would be a fun tag team. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty dope. I want to see him tag some more, but... Moving on. Now it's time for Flobito's Boo Thing of the Week. Flobito's Boo Thing of the Week. Flobito's Boo Thing of the Week is not sponsored by Center in Cosmetics. I wonder why. Don't put in a promo code to get 30%. I wonder why. I want to give it. sponsors. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Keep talking over my segment, man. Shout out to Candice LeRae. Like I said, big match, Candice. Whenever you need a dope women's match, she's become the reliable one. I know a lot of times people who are reliable get kind of overlooked here, but I really think Candice LeRae has a bunch of upside. If you haven't seen her matches in the past in the independent scene, she can go hard. I mean, her Johan Pena, shout out to him, showed me a lot of her back catalog, and I'm just a huge fan of Candice LeRae, so that's why she is my boo thing of the week. I approve that message, Flo. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Our main event tonight, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, the Undisputed Era, taking on Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. We See, talked about... Noon Mountain on the live chat says, Boothing of the Week, question mark, exactly. Uh, the match itself... It must was be a new viewer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My Boothing actually has a purpose. So this match was amazing. <laughs> I would like to see Matt Riddle and Keith Lee tag again in the future, but it always seemed like these guys are just two different planets with two different tracks. Thoughts about the match. I'll start with you, David, about them working together and the way it ended. Um, I, again, like I, I, I think we're gonna kind of say the same thing, but I, you know, Riddle's awesome. I, I think the guy has so much potential. I see him going down the main roster for sure. Keith Lee's always fun to watch. Again, hopefully he gets a good push. I mean, they're both they kill it. Uh, of course, we have the champions, the bad guys. You know what I mean? So, right. um, I mean, I think Riddle and Lee dominated the match in the beginning, which um, you know the good guys would surprisingly to me you think it would go the other way, right? But uh, and then later on, you see the champs come back. And then it becomes this big schmoz or whatever. But I think overall, just a back and forth match, which you would expect, was great. I, I like I said, I like the pairing of Lee and Riddle. I think that was really fun to watch. Some of the spots in there were great. Uh, just the energy they brought, it was very entertaining. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so TK, thoughts about Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as tag team champions? They can go from you know badass dominant heels to being the cowardly heels. I mean, their range and their run. How do you like them? Uh, I. D- I dislike when we go in knowing that the belt is going to be retained. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yes, of course, every time can't be a massive surprise, but if you're going to... I I do hope that they keep 
Keith Lee and Matt Riddle together because then it seems like it's a legitimate tag team and they're setting up for something in the future. However, if they separate them next week, then it just seems like, oh, well, we just needed a filler. Which, to, to me, then that's disappointing because it doesn't add to the story of the match. Well, it seems the story of the match is setting up for war games with Tom, Thomas Chamba coming out with his right. crutch. I love that he's yeah, carrying a crutch like an old man. <laughs> Shouting out Goldie saying, sorry, Goldie, this has to wait. I'm going to war. Now, the Unexpected Era has been in that war games match the mm-hmm. last two years. We're wondering how it's going to work out because they have all the belts or the championship, you don't call them belts, right? Whatever. Uh, thoughts about this idea about Tomato Champion coming back and going into war games against presumably the Undisputed Era? Well, I mean, shout out to him for making an inanimate object um, part of a story. True. Like, you know, well, that's Xavier with Francesca. Or, um, or the hammer, like Triple H. Yeah, yeah. so, I, I mean, and, and it's not even his inanimate object anymore. So, um, and I believed him, like, when he said, "I'm, you know, Goldie, you'll have to wait, like, that was so believable, and I'm, I'm excited <laughs> yeah, he's actually going to get Goldie, like, you know, sooner than later. It's, you know, seems also kind of creepy, but, you know, I'm for it. Yeah, I always tell people who, who say they like a wrestler, and I don't mean this literally, cause I know you don't do this, but would you presumably buy Tommaso Ciampa's merch? Are you that on board with his, involved in his character? Like, oh, no. No, I'm no. not saying you literally, I'm just saying you you would, like, wear that, your love, out externally. Would you tell people about Tommaso Ciampa? I think Ciampa? Uh, if I were to ever buy a shirt the next shirt because I have I do have some shirts mm-hmm. um, the next shirt I would get is Street Puppets okay gotta support that's what the brothers out nice. there Wait, are you on board with Tomato Champa like, I don't I, know. I'm on board with them right now I am I, I liked I like that in, that ending just, I, I, I felt that with you TK you're just like I'm going to war yeah I like that. it was, it was the excitement yeah yeah yeah. Next week, uh, Damian Priest takes on Pete Dunne in a match that I'm looking for, kind of, sort of. Um, but we'll get more into that. But right now, the phone lines are now open. Uh, 424-354-8302. 424-354-8302. Next week, Damian Priest, Pete Dunne. Killing Day in the background is like a specter, like a ghost. is waiting to attack to get his finger retribution or justice. We talked about Killian Dane. We talked about Tyler Bate. Now, Pete Dunn, here is somebody who is on NXT Classic. Everyone's talked about how good of a talent he is. Mm-hmm. But to me, I, I personally, I don't feel he has a right platform, storyline even, mm-hmm. to showcase his talent. Drinking game, exactly. Yeah. Is yeah. Damian Priest the guy? I think Damian Priest is the guy to go a different route, uh, away from Dunn. <laughs> you know, I think, I, yeah. I mean, I agree with you with Dunn. I don't think it's the right platform. I'm not really that stoked on the storyline either. So yeah. I feel like this is just another repeat to kind of build that storyline for them. Uh, but Priest needs to do his own thing. Wow. Um, I, I feel the same way. I'm reading the chat here. Uh, a lot of people uh, are talking about the War Games matches. Joseph Boza says CBS Sports revealed that Rhea and Shane are team captains, confirming we are saying before. Um, and CBS does cover wrestling. Yeah, they actually have a WWE team. Don right, yeah, they, yeah. they do. I'm not sure they do the other promotions as well. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the promos of the other talents that weren't as featured as much. I like personally, uh, Asuka and Kyrie Singh got a promo, but they were on the on the show. Uh, Angel Garza and Mia Yim both got a little bit of a, a little bit of promo talking about what they are. So Mia Yim says she's a rose that grew from concrete. It looks like they still have faith in Mia Yim. Um, how would you introduce her back? It looks like she's not going to War Games. It looks like she's not going to be in that pay per view. But she's a, a, a talent that's important enough to have her own promo package again. It's the same thing. Like, you have somebody who's legitimately in the game, mm-hmm. um, has the skills, has the talent, and this is, again, where where we're talking about diversity, not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera. It, the people... I, I 
and you know, if you are watching WWE, prove me wrong and show me a screenshot of the people behind the scenes making these decisions and writing these stories. Okay. Because it just seems like you know there there is a story with Mia Yim, and they're trying to find that angle. Like for for instance, you have Bobby Lashley. Like I'm, I, I, it's it's a love hate with Bobby Lashley. However, um, you have a phone call coming in. Hold that thought. Hey, hello, hello, you're on the air. Hi guys, how are you? Hey. Hey. Fantastic. Tell the world who you are, who you are, and where you're following from. Uh, Charlene from Sacramento. Hey, Charlene. What's up, Charlene? Oh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I know this probably isn't the correct show, but I'm wondering what your guys' thoughts are about the Saudi Arabia show happening tomorrow, and then the women's match that they just mm-hmm. announced today. Fantastic, TK. Well, we did talk about this on Women's Wrestling Wiki, so definitely tune in. We had Amber O'Neill on the show. Good show, by the way. Check it out. Well, I mean, of course, he's going to promote this one, the one that he's in. But you know, say lovey. Um, I I am, I am, I'm for it. However, it's like I said on Women's Wrestling Wiki, which happened at four o'clock today. But you can okay, you're as a latest question. What are you doing? However, um. With that, it's just one of those things that Saudi Arabia is just such a messy situation Situation with WWE. You have a handful of people who are not going to watch it just because of everything that's going on, the political side of it. And then be, how WWE does these things with Crown Jewel, they don't really tie it in um, with the rest of the storyline after it happens. Like, they plug it, you know, because I, get, I don't know if they're contract, contractually obligated to, but they plug it. And they do, you know, something that has nothing to do with the storyline in general um, for Raw or SmackDown, and then they dis- it disappears. So I'm happy for the ladies, but um, if they didn't do it, it wouldn't have been something that I was clamoring for. What I am clamoring for is a Mae Young Classic 3, clamoring. and... That's coming. That's coming. Well, if it was coming, then it should be an annual thing, and we're approaching the end of this year, so therefore it's not annual. I, I'm pretty confident it's happening towards the end of the year. I, I got to double check that. But what are your th- thoughts about the match? Uh, and yeah. a women's evolution. Evolution is not announced. But exactly. thoughts about the match? No, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing. Absolutely. Um, any any kind of push we can get, like that, especially in that kind of platform, in that, that respect is, I think, great for the women. So I'm for it. Oh, it's going to be a good match. Yeah, yeah the, for me personally, Charlene, this match here is uh, amazing for two different reasons. One, if I could be a little bit cynical, Natalia already has a bodysuit, right? She has to be more modest for that, for that position. Cover her arms. That's true. Uh, and I do think she's a technical wrestler that can really show the Saudi audience what women wrestling can do mm-hmm. as far as her range. And Lacey Evans, one, she had a program with Natalia. She's worked with her before. Mm-hmm. And her character, being a lady, can also lend to it being modified for the Saudi audience. Yeah. I know these matches are always kind of loaded, uh, but when it comes down to it, WWE has a, a, a one goal as a business, and that's to expand its platform wherever it can. So mm-hmm. I don't knock money. the shows and shows themselves. I try to watch them live, but uh, yeah, I'm some, I'm glad with the match is happening. I have one more question, if you don't mind. Oh sure. yeah. How long of a match do you think they'll give them? Oh, see, that's and that's what I was thinking. I, yeah, I, I worry that it might be short. Mm-hmm. And my short will say what five minutes? Six Maybe. Minutes? Okay. Well, I mean. That's that's fine versus uh, a two minute thing. Like I'll take five to eight minutes, if, especially if the audience is not. Because when this first happened, the whole Saudi Arabia thing, and we had uh, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss um, over over there. Was it Saudi? Did they go? 
overseas. They're in the Middle East. I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah, think it was Dubai. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Dubai. But that, that was Correct. a big thing. I was at TMZ at the time, and you know, everybody's like, "Well, they should be able to wear whatever they want." If the culture, this is, you know, you might not agree with the culture, but this is what the culture is doing, and you are now entering into the culture. Then you have to abide by the culture. Um, and if they are, they're not necessary, and they're paying for this. And they're paying a hefty amount of money, and you know they are saying, "Okay, well, we don't mind seeing women's wrestling, but we only want to see it for eight minutes." Then at least they're getting that platform to showcase, you know, right. women's wrestling. Um, but if they do it for twenty minutes and the audience could care less, then that's detrimental to you know that happening again. So you know, in small dosage, small doses might be better. Yeah, I just it's, hope it's, it's a big not step. One of, yeah, I just hope it's not going to be like something like this three minutes. No, for sure. Right. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. You guys have a great afternoon. You're Same awesome, dude. Thank you. It's about time we get out of here because I got a Halloween party to go to. That you oh, sure. Oh, to. Oh. Give it up. Uh, for those of you who want to follow <laughs> I have to you, work, y'all. David Christopher, where the world can follow you online. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, David underscore Christopher underscore official, or I'm on TikTok now, guys. What? I just I jumped on board to that thing. I don't know why. David Christopher official. The Champ is yeah, champ. <laughs> you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. I am unfortunately not going to Halloween party because I need to secure the bag. But you know, it is what it is. Some of us do that and some of us do this. Uh, you can find me on everything I can at do TK Trinidad. That's your problem. And you can go on my website at tktrinidad.com. And don't forget to get yourself some cocoa butter at centerandcompany.com. Really, what my cocoa butter up listen to NXT app? Okay, my name is Hobo Boys. You can follow me on Twitter at Hobo Boys. On Instagram at Flopito and at DJ Flopito. And of course, Flopito.com. I got some matches. I got 24 7 title match to go officiate, but until then, y'all buzz you later. Ciao. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Don't you hold that, dude. I want to grab the pig. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's see. Right. You want to hold the belt? Let's do it. All right, TK, you mind grabbing this? I'll think about it. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> you just press it. It takes like a second to let go. Or should we do it like this? Uh, probably the other hand. Well, let's your hand. Right. Right. Do you want more or do you want one? Is that good? Or do another one? Maybe we can do another one. Uh, I, I got know. one. Okay. Is it good? I'll do another pose Right? Okay. Just go. Cool. <laughs> Here's your winner. I gotta see if they want to do a picture in front of you live. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Valor, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's been amazing, y'all. Yeah. You know, I got something. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Somebody Flavito, stop hating. <laughs> that's, that's the critique. What are you gonna go do right now, TK? Um, I do a trivia show every Wednesday by UCLA. Um, not as many as I used to. I do women's wrestling. We've been doing women's wrestling weekly in bulk. 
So that's why it's been kind of crazy. Um, so Raw Women's Wrestling Weekly and NXT. And I dabble in the Oprah stuff, and that's going to be over. So yeah, I'm trying to get to one day a weekend after, but it's just so I can accommodate all my freelance stuff. But What's, what's your uh, angle? Are you trying to go to WWE, or are you just trying to get on I am trying to work one job with a side bitch job. Like, just work.